It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Bitterly cold here in Calgary. Freezing. It's supposed to be all week. Mm-hmm. Maybe that means we'll have a really nice December, though. I hope so. I'd take the cold now if it meant that Christmas was decent. Wouldn't you? I totally would, yeah. Yeah, so that's the way I'm trying to look at it. I well, except I for this weekend, I'm supposed to be going on this weekend that I've had planned for ages, and it's out in Banff, and it's supposed to be snowboarding, and, you know, you can suck it up and do it, but if it's like minus 25, it's it's a hard yeah. it's a hard sell to get out there. It's nice know? and quiet, though. Mm, it right? is. Usually you have the hill to yourself when it's that cold. It's true. Yeah. Um, I'd like to make a shout out if I could, Shauna. Please do. Uh, to your boyfriend, Cliff. I don't know if he listens to the podcast. I know he listens to the live show. He does sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is a shout out to Cliff. Um, he was here this past weekend and he brought me, he got, he had lunch with Ray Bork. Yeah. Ray Bork was my favorite player growing up and Cliff got Ray Bork to sign a picture for me. Which is so. so awesome. So he told me he was doing this. I didn't realize that Ray Bork was your favorite player. Yeah, I cried when he got traded to Colorado. And I felt even badly, even more badly, because I think I would have pressed for, I would have been like, oh, well, like, let's get, I don't know, something more personalized or something. I felt really bad. I, yeah, both Cliff and I, after we found out it was your favorite player, were like, oh, shite. The greatest Christmas gift I ever got. I was really little, and I used to wear a Boston Bruin jersey to school every single day. And I wanted one with Ray Bork's name and number on it, but they didn't make them that small back then, like oh, a yeah. like a numbered jersey. So I was, like, the numbers wouldn't fit on the back of my little jersey. So I was like, oh, that's... So uh, I asked Santa for one, and sure enough, Christmas morning, I had, like, a small version of a Ray Bork jersey. And I still oh, that's have it. Awesome. So yeah, if I would have got that signed by him had I known, and then like boxed it up, which would have been really cool. Yeah. Um, but still, I was very grateful for that. And Cliff said Ray was awesome. Yeah. So it's you never want to hear that like the guy you worshipped when you were little was a dick. No. So he's like, no, he was really nice. He was a great guy. So that was cool. Yeah. Thank you, Cliff. He's a thoughtful guy. God bless you. Uh, today on the show, we've got a eulogy for a snack that's disappearing from Canada. Uh-huh. Some Fortune 500 businesses and honorable mentions. A word Shauna finds funny, an etymology, a song that I feel like was written for for me and people like me. Uh, We're going to talk about the wealthiest neighborhoods in Canada. How you can find a little more happiness and fulfillment in your day-to-day life. We're going to talk about Team Canada's uh, soccer chant, what we think of that one, Mm -hmm. after you're out of context clip of the show. You, you, as Oh, that's really good. <laughs> BNS in 20 minutes or less. I was looking for a new book the other day and I was just scrolling through it and I noticed something while searching for new titles. Uh, there are so many self-help books. Oh my God, I know. I feel like everyone and their dog has written a self-help book. You're totally right. Um, or this, yeah. I mean, I was specifically looking in audiobooks, so maybe this just translates well to the audiobook medium. Maybe no. It's, no, it's just... I was in a bookstore the other day, and it's the, the self-help aisles. I like I, Half the bookstore is self-help now. They're eating the other aisles? They're yes. just like, oh, this is self-help now. This Which is, like, is, yeah, a bit strange. You're like, okay, so everybody is an expert on helping others then? Yeah. Or? I mean, I've never been a big self-help guy, but it seems like we need a lot of help collectively, or at least we're looking for a lot of help. Yeah. I don't know. Is that a reflection on us? But uh, I was thinking you and I should write a self-help book since everybody else has done it. It's not a bad idea. Not that we have all of our ducks in a row necessarily. But I don't really uh, think those other people do either, I really. I don't think so either. No, no. Yeah. The other thing I noticed is how many of these books have F-bombs in the title. Oh, yeah. Like, it's very cool to have a swear in the title of your self-help book. Like, yeah. I mean, there are famous titles like The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F***. Yep. There's also Un*** Yourself. There's a different book called Un*** 
yourself. So oh, we yeah. have two books called Unf*** Yourself. Okay, good. Yeah. There's Unf*** Your Brain. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Everything Is F***ed. Okay. So my guess is that these are kind of like the the bad boys of self-help, right? Totally. They're edgy. It's like, ooh. Look at one. me. I'm self-helping, but I'm doing it with edge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is this ain't your grandma's self-help book. She wouldn't read one with the F word on the cover. No. So I think when we do write it. A self-help book, Sean, it should have an F word somewhere in the title just because that's cool. Yep. So. Okay, back where Sean is f*** it because f- just f*** it. F*** you, you ass Oh, that's <laughs> really good. Yes, that's definitely what How we to should get go your with. life in order with Beckler and Shauna. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Have you heard the Canadian soccer team chant? Like the, no. The official chant that the fans are doing? No. And I, try, I mean, I tried to listen for any chants that were going on at those soccer games, and it just sounds like a hum. Yeah. There's just a hum in the crowd. and like On TV, it's really tough to, to hear. Um, I have some friends, though, who are big soccer fans, and so they, when we were out watching the game, were doing this new chant, and... I laughed a little bit because this is it. Hoo ha Canada! Hoo ha Canada! I don't mind that. That's the chant. That's not bad. It makes me laugh a little bit because a hoo ha <laughs> is the name for a private bits. You know what I mean? So when I first heard them all doing this, I was laughing. Also, kind of reminds me of Finding Nemo. Shark bait. Hoo ha ha. <laughs> So that's fun. It was. Oh, but, I like that. But it's it's quite funny. But I was thinking about this. I was like, who even comes up with these? New I chance. don't know. Like, how did that come to be? I don't actually know. You and I have laughed before about how it was uh, the World Junior Tournament around, I want to say, 2002, 2003, when Pepsi tried to create a new chant for Canada. Yeah. And it was, hey, ho, Canada, go. Mm-hmm. And nobody bought into it. No. And this one's a slow burn as well. It was actually impressive to see some of the people in the bar all like chanting the same thing. Because mm-hmm. again, when it's a new chant like that, I'm like, what's wrong with just go Canada, go? Like to, to get how, people- But how do you chant that though? It, that's it. Yeah. Like what's the what's the cadence of that? So just go Canada go. Like which you hear and mm. people will chant that, but it's the middle part's a mess. It's got three syllables. Yeah. It's not it's an true. easy thing to chant, is it? No. No, but people do. Like you I hear go Canada go, like that's fair too, but this one's better, I suppose, aside from just the visual of your private areas, but who ha Canada. Who ha Canada. Yeah, it's okay. I do like that. Yeah. And is there Shark a pause? Bait. <laughs> The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Talking about chance, it always impresses me in these soccer games and stuff how fast some of these like European countries can make a chant out of nowhere, out of nothing. And about like something that just happened? Like, yeah, like did you see that one after Queen Elizabeth died? It was like the same day. There was some big, huge match. Look up Lizzie's in a box on, <laughs> on YouTube. Oh, and wow. I think I did hear that. Crazy. And it was like, I'm like, literally the day of, and the whole crowd is like, oh, 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 Lizzie's in a box, in a box, in a box. <laughs> that is impressive. Like it's amazing. It baffles me. Do they teach this in schools over there or something? Like, you're right. because Yeah, is there a forum that they all just have to go to before each match to make sure they're up on the new chant? Or? Yeah, just check. Check it in, boys. Make sure I got up uh, up on the new chant. Yeah, somebody puts a tutorial video up. <laughs> well, you know what? I, th- I Here's my theory, because I know that a lot of like the, the diehard fan, they're, like, they're organized around groups, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like even what is, what is, what is Team Canada's diehards call themselves? There's a name for them. 
The, the Voyageurs, is it? They call them. Oh, I don't even they're know. like the ones who travel around and watch Team Canada play. I think they call themselves the Voyageurs. I could be wrong about that. Well, that's cool. But so there's there's Fair. it's sort of like centralized fandom then. So yeah. you could like I don't know. There could be there must be channels where they teach each other these chants before they get to the stadium. Yeah, as like they're, as they're on the bus on the way to the next <laughs> yeah. match, they're just go, okay, boys. I want to try out some new material on you. Let's see this work. They they, they have a focus group. They have a bus that they get everybody out of focus nah, group. Do like you like that one? one? No? Okay, like next. What about this one? Yeah. <laughs> but like some of the ones that come out of Europe too in those soccer matches, they're elaborate. They're not just like 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 three words. No. They're like these well, long Like a song basically, chant. right? It's like yeah. Jap- uh, Japan baseball. Um, every single player has their own chant and it's a full out song for every single player and when a new player comes on the team everybody will like learn the new chant immediately for the new player and then every time they come up to bat everyone in the crowd is singing it it's insane like there's actually homework involved with being a fan yeah and then and then we show up with hoo-ha Canada hoo-ha Canada <laughs> to be fair when you're drunk that's, that's all I want it to be okay I have four <laughs> words I can remember that's good B and S in 20 minutes or less my dad sent me this article about joy snacks you ever heard that term Shauna like term? a snack that you eat to have joy Kind of, okay. not quite. So this this article it was focusing on this psychologist from tech, Texas, and he was talking about how people can find greater happiness and fulfillment in life by looking for these little what he calls joy snacks, and they're just small moments of happiness that break up your days. Okay. So he said, so of course, not a like, physical snack. No, I mean it could be a physical snack. True. It very no. well okay. could be. Yeah. But he was saying, like, you know, the the big events bring joy, right? The weddings and the trips and stuff like that. You know, those big events that we look forward to. Of course, those mm-hmm. are like a you know, he called it a smorgasbord of joy. But he said there are all these little things throughout your day that you can look forward to and appreciate that will just make for the little a happier life. Yeah. And do you have joy? Do you have joy? It's funny that my dad sent me this. Like, he was not such a softy before he retired. I know. Like, what? Now he's real soft. It's weirding me out a bit, actually. <laughs> like, what was <laughs> me articles about joy? Mm, joy snacks. Mm, what's that? What's Weird. That? Taste Odd. a little morsel of joy right there. Yeah, there's tons of joy snacks yeah? that happen every day. Okay, you're right. so what are some of yours? Like what are some of the things like throughout your day where you're like, oh, that's nice? Well, when we get amazing Chinook sunrises, it starts the day in an awesome way. Does it ever? Way. Like, Does it ever? Every time we're always just like, you sit there and you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. Um, the people I see every morning when I go get my coffee, they're always super friendly. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, every day differs, right? So I. What about the coffee itself? The it's coffee like, is delicious. Yeah. It's always something I look forward to. Yeah, that's why I go get it. I treat my, I treat myself. You treat yourself right? in the morning to yeah, coffee because little thing like that. Yeah, we get up early, and I'm like, I'm gonna treat myself to this coffee that I want this morning and every morning. So that's what I do. Yep. Yeah. What little, about you? Yeah, like, just little things that can be anything, right? It can totally. be anything throughout the day that you notice where it's like when I get all green lights when I come in here. I oh. we talk about it. It's a big thing. Okay. Little joy snack yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if you get, you know, in some parts of the city, you'll get a really nice view of the mountains on a clear day yep. and you just have a moment where you're like, oh, look at that. I love that. That's great. Because like, that's one thing living downtown, right? Is that I don't, from when you're walking around here and just driving downtown, you don't see that. And that's the best is when I get out and I like, you do a turn onto the highway or whatever. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Mountains. Oh it's yeah. Crazy. There they are. Yeah. Or like, you know, I look forward to my pre-workout. Mm-hmm. That's a little joy snack. Little joy and then of snack. course the workout that follows it. Yeah. And then I got a bit of a long drive home after, but you know what? I got a great audio book on the totally. way. So that's a little joy snack, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. 
you know, the moment right after the kids fall asleep where it's just me and McKenna. It's yeah. like, oh man, that's everything we had to do today. Sometimes I just like joining the grocery store. Oh, you know, yeah. Sometimes it's just that's a luxury. There's so so many fun things you can look at. I went to the core the other day and they have the big the big tree up now and it's all very Christmassy Love in there. That. Oh yeah, joy snack, joy snacks. It's really, I mean, it, it I'm all full. it all I'm boils so down. Full to- all my snacks. <laughs> It, it all boils down to just like being in the moment, right? Yes. Just like being present for whether it's a few seconds to appreciate, like you said, a Chinook sunrise or, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're just gorging on joy over here. Uh, nom, 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 nom. Guys, I knew my belt. <laughs> go take a huge joy. Dude, down. I have <laughs> clear up. BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was reading last night about the 20 richest neighborhoods in Canada. And uh, obviously the top few are in Toronto and Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But I know you like to look into, I, you haven't lived in those places, but you look into these neighborhoods sometimes. So can you care to take a guess on what you think is the top richest neighborhood in Canada? Uh, that one in Toronto that backs uh, Lake Ontario with all those like like estate mansions. The bridal no? path? I no. don't know. The one where like Drake has his oh, house yeah, with yeah. all his young girl parties and stuff. That's in there for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> um, the top three neighborhoods. That one, I think, is... Uh, I forget if it's York Mills or Bridal Path, but one of those is where Drake has his stuff. Some of those houses look like like old European money, right? Like totally. like, like the aristocracy. Yes. Like, and that's why they're worth so much is because like Bridal Path 2 used to be in the country. So it was uh, big like country okay. lots back then. And of course, they still have those lots. So uh, the number one neighborhood, though, is, is Sunnybrook. Which is because of the hospital there. They have a really important hospital, so it's a lot of medical people who hang out there. Um, and that is the number one, which I was a bit shocked by. But the yeah, average, I didn't think that would be enough to get you. The- no, um, but the average household net worth there is twenty two point seven million dollars. Whoa! Yeah, that's a lot. And then followed by York Mills, which is one of those older areas. Uh, okay. Twenty point nine million is the average. What's the most expensive worth? neighborhood in Vancouver? Uh, Shaughnessy Heights. Okay, I haven't heard of that one. No, and it's down in fourth as well, which I, for some reason, thought there'd be Vancouver even higher than Toronto, just based on housing and the lack of housing, but apparently yeah. not. Uh, so the next two are from Carysdale, is also in Vancouver, and it's another old, like, countryside. Old money? Carysdale, <laughs> it used to be, yeah, like, where you had your horses and stuff, okay. so apparently people really like those neighborhoods, and then Forest Hill, and we go down, and then we get to Calgary. We have four neighborhoods in the list. Okay, that I'd probably be better at guessing. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. What do you think in Calgary would be some of the richest neighborhoods? I think the wealthiest neighborhood in terms of household net worth is Britannia. Yes. Is it? Yep. Yeah, and like the houses there are incredible too, but totally. it just like it smells like money it, in Britannia. Totally. It's like, oh. The average household <laughs> net worth there is 7.9 million. Oh. The average household income there is 1.3 million a year. Average. 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 So Which, you could be you could be pulling in 500 grand a year and you're dragging down the average, you are. right? And that's mm-hmm. actually higher than the richest Toronto neighborhoods in terms of Really? Yes, cuz I think there's a lot of old money or family money there whereas that okay. 1.3 million, that's the highest I think average annual income of any of these on the list. Uh, followed by what? What neighborhood uh, in Calgary? Upper? Yes. Would it be Upper Mount Royal? Upper Mount Royal. <laughs> upper? Yes. And I didn't realize this, but a bunch of American-born business elite picked to live in Upper Mount Royal, and that's why it became so okay. so expensive. I didn't know that about that. Uh, followed by? Um, 
Is it like Elbow Park or Alboya? Elbow or Park. Yep. Elbow Park, okay. Yeah, average household net worth for these two, by the way, 7.7 for Upper Mount Royal wow. North and then 7.6 for Elbow Park. So these are all kind of in the same... They are. The same region, right? They're just southwest of downtown. And they actually divide Upper Mount Royal North and South, which is hilarious oh. because that means the people oh, in the South... south side of Upper... Oh, oh excuse only me. Only 7.5 million households... <laughs> What's the last one that I'm missing? Roxborough. Roxborough. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah kind of in the same. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, north and south. That's oh, so good. Oh, you live in southwestern, mm. eastern, upper Mount That's Lower Royal. VNS <laughs> in 20 minutes or less. Were there any other cities represented on that list? Like, I expected Vancouver and Toronto just because of. Montreal. Montreal? Yeah. Uh, there was several from Montreal. I think three or four. Ahead of Calgary? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Now, there'd uh, be some old money in Montreal, you would think, hey? Totally. Yep. Sunnyside Avenue and Westmount, apparently. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, different ones. It's another one of those where it's like part one and two of Westmount. I'm like, okay. So they're dividing the neighborhood? They're dividing their own neighborhoods <laughs> based on who's even more rich. It's amazing. Um, any other cities or was it just those four? Just those four. Okay. Yeah. So that's where the big, big money in Canada is. That's where the big money is, yeah. Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, Calgary. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's funny, though, because I think I was telling you um, off the air, too, that it shows the average annual household income for these places as well. And so Calgary, in that one neighborhood at $1.3 has the highest of all of them. Mm-hmm. And the number one most expensive place, the one where the average household net worth is $22 million, which is Sunnybrook, Toronto, the average annual household income there is only 289000 So what's going on then? Is that foreign money from overseas where it's not being claimed? Is it's that it? or it's old money, I think. I think a lot of them, like oh. it's passed down or family money or whatever. And Where they're not claiming much income, but there's just a ton of money sitting around? Yeah, or they yeah they have careers and stuff where there's a lot of un, like unclaimed money, but you get it in other ways kind of thing that goes on. But yeah. Or you're just a, like the, the kingpin of drugs, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I figured maybe in Montreal there'd be a lot of organized crime money that isn't claimed. Oh, I'd say so. Another... Uh, Sneaky little old money neighborhood in Calgary is Pump Hill. Yeah. Like, it's not... The, all the other ones you named are kind of clustered right around, right just south of downtown here. But then a little further south is Pump Hill near the reservoir. And some of the houses in there are absolutely massive. And they're on these huge plots of land, like almost like acreages in the city. And that's a big part of it. I, it's funny because, yeah, as I was reading up about all those neighborhoods, the ones that are the most rich are the ones that are, yeah, like old country... Uh, Country houses almost, or it was where old farms used to be. It used to technically not even be part of the city, and it's so those big lots just kind of stuck around, and it's the big lot that makes them worth so much too, right? Not just right downtown, not the closest to downtown. It's like acreages that have been swallowed up by the city and are still kind of acreages. Exactly, yeah, Yeah, it's those places, which makes sense, right? Well, if you can't afford a multi-million dollar old money mansion, uh, you could get yourself a Shane Holmes Quicker Possession Duplex. Nice one. Good segue. Thank you. Starting from the 490s, these 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Do you remember the artist Diamond Ray? Sure do. Yeah, we used to play a few of his songs. Yeah, um, he's good. And then he kind of disappeared. He had a real moment there for a fit. I thought he should have been way bigger than he ever ended up being. Yeah. But uh, 
I think it was kind of like a wrong place at the wrong time for him. That's too bad. But anyway, um, had some friends over on the weekend and I just had my music playing. Some Diamond Rings came on and I heard this one song. This wasn't a single of his, uh, but it was specifically this one line that stood out from this song. I'll let you... I'm no innocent, but I know you've got something special, be You hear that? No. He said, <laughs> "Because all I can see is you. Whenever my two eyes are close together, and my eyes are too close together." So you so heard that? I heard I'm that. Like, and I was like, "Ah, oh, a song your for me." Your baboon eyes just perked up, and we're like, "Sorry, he's one of us." Yeah. Right. Oh, I didn't know that there were songs out there for people whose eyes are too close together. No. Wow. That's said, a very niche thing that he's writing about. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. I really. I see. I'm looking for all these little moments of solidarity As with people should. whose eyes are too close together. Yeah. We talked about Zach Kalaros. You and the Baboon uh, Boys all together. With yeah. And close now eyes. Diamond Rings is singing that's for good. us. Yeah. It's just great. It feels good. It. it feels good. B and S in 20 minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna. I got a request to look into the etymology of playing hooky. Which, of course, means skipping school or work or whatever. Yeah, that is a funny out. term. And I never really understood it when, when, I, when I was little. No. You know, my parents would be like, oh, you played hooky from school. Like, what does that huh? mean? Eh. Uh, so many feel it probably comes from the Dutch word hokjay, which I'm sure I just butchered, but you get the idea. But that's the word for playing hide and seek in Dutch. Oh, that makes sense. And, yeah, you're skipping school. You're, you're missing. You're hiding. You're supposed so. to be at work. Exactly. You're hiding out. Yep. Um, the term hook it also used to mean to run away. So people used to say, oh, let's hook it, meaning to run away as well. So some think it could potentially come from that, too, because that, too, makes sense, right? Yeah. Also, we say, like, hoof, hoof it. it, yeah. right? Yeah, going to so hoof it out of here because yeah. you're on your hoofs, Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. So hook it used to be a thing as well, which is pretty funny. And the term hooky crookie used to mean somebody who was dishonest. That used to be what people called it, hooky crookie, if you were somebody who was, like... Oh, he's a bit hooky crookie. Exactly. And when you think, we, we still use the word crook to this day, uh-huh. right? And so that kind of comes from that, too. But they used to say oh. hooky crookie. Uh, you old hooky crookie over there. And then I guess in Britain, instead of saying playing hooky, it was hooking jack. That's what they said. Oh, you're hooking jack today if you were skipping school. Who's jack? That's what I was wondering. Who's this jack that used to skip school all the time? Who's this jack now? Tell me about him. I know. This is what I'm saying. Like, who? I, I want to know why jack got so famous by hooking. So Yeah. Hooking also has a different It does. I was going to say hooking has a very different meaning here. It really does. It, it refers yeah. to, of course, a prostitution. Uh, prostitution. Mm-hmm. Prostitution. Uh, hooking jack. Yeah, that's a totally different type of jack. Etymology <laughs> with Shauna. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. An Instagram friend of mine posted a photo of herself and three other moms at some outdoor Christmas event. And they were all wearing the same long black Canada goose coat. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of like the... The joke of the photo, right? That's like, really God, look, funny. We all have the same coat, mm. uh, which we recently talked about. As uh, that style of coat is basically just a fart shaft. Yes, there's nowhere for a fart to go but up. So it kind of it tends to vent out around the neck and yep. just kind of like hang out in your in your face region. There, it's a fart chimney. It a is. Fart stack. That's a, it's a silo. You, a stack of you farts. silo up your farts. Mm-hmm. And then a friend of the show messaged and he said, <laughs> I forget who this was, but he said that he can't see one of those coats now. Without thinking about that joke, it's, which I think is just hilarious, because we kind of ruined those coats, and didn't we? They're expensive. Yep, they're really expensive, and people mm-hmm. buy them thinking they're going to look so stylish. They're like twelve hundred dollars for the long ones, the real fart yeah. stack. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> for the full length fart silo, for the long fart stack. Yeah, if you want the the long chimney, then that's what you're going for. Okay, <laughs> the shorter chimney is a little bit less. 
between 800 and 900. But yeah, and now everyone who listens to this show will see yep. those coats oh be like, God. nice fart chimney. Do you think the ones that are longer, do they marinate the farts even more or do those ones kind of disappear into there? Like, My understanding is that hot air rises. Right. So I think, I don't think, I think as long as it like, but by the time it gets up, butt, is it kind of gone? Like, is it kind of just gone? Mm. Then, then it's just marinated in you. Like, do you absorb this? The, it doesn't start any lower though, right? A, you're right. The no. travel is still the same. The right. travel. Your thunder bin is still, is still the, the same. same part of your body, regardless mm. of how long the coat is. You're right. There might just be less ventilation coming from the bottom. Right. Right. You know, so like, then you'll really get it right up by your nose. <laughs> if you think of like a, a fireplace, yeah. right. You need a bit of a draft coming in from the bottom. You need to, right. The oxygen feeding the fire so. so the longer the coat the harsher the fart is when it gets back yeah. up out more, around your mouth right the more pure, oh, the more pure i think you're getting okay. in your in your 1200 fart chimney yeah so. i'm glad that mine is shorter and it doesn't really cover that area because i don't have to deal with that but yeah they're the longer ones for sure <laughs> these four girls you know like how the titanic had it was it three or four smokestacks yeah that's what these girls kind of looked like it was just Four fart chimneys there. Were any of them darkened? Because so. <laughs> if you were smoking, it would just really add to that aesthetic. V and S in 20 minutes or less. You know a word I find hilarious? Hmm. Bunyan. Who Bun- came up with the name Bunyan? Bunyan is a word, isn't it? And it's to determine that it's that little bump on your, your foot, right? Like, I don't know if you know what a Bunyan is, but uh, my friend's mom actually had Bunyans. They seem awful. Like, don't seem good, but... I don't think I actually know what a Bunyan... I don't know if I want to look it up either. Okay, so it's not that bad, but... So, you're going you're, to you hear your foot here. It's yeah. This, this, there's a big it's like the bump. the inside by your big toe, right? Yeah, yeah. So, there's just a big bump that forms there. And, like, yeah, again, looks very painful, but the word Bunyan, just every time... I think of a bun in the oven or... Or uh, an onion bun. That's uh, all I think of when I hear bunion. You I know? think of a funion. Or know? a funion as does, well. Does everyone have a bunion? Or is it only people who have problems with that area that then have a bunion? That's a good question. Because the problem comes when the bunion gets bigger, right? Like it's a swollen red thing. Uh, That's I, why I don't want to look it up. I, well, I mean, they're not, again. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm look up a bunion, okay? Uh, oh, okay. See? Yeah. Um, apparently, though, I read uh, it's the Greek word for turnip. <laughs> Which is even funnier to me. So it's a turnip on your foot, is what we're saying. It's a huh. turnip, turnip foot, is what you've got going on when you have a bunion. But yeah, I don't think I like that. No, a turnip no. foot. You like that worse or better than bunion? I don't know. Bunion but just the, sounds funny to me. It doesn't sound like a serious medical condition. It just I, like that doesn't make sense. I, it's always like an old lady referencing her bunion, isn't it? Right. So, oh, my bunions hurt. <laughs> rub my bunion. Ooh, I need to go rest my bunions. <laughs> You're like, what? V and S in 20 minutes or less. I was cracking up yesterday. My son Bo was seven, and he was he was telling me he made a new friend at school. Uh, he said she was ousted from her main group of friends. Oh. For not being sassy enough. Oh my god. <laughs> He said the ringleader of this group, the girl who's kind of in charge, expects everyone to be pretty sassy. Oh, Lord. And this girl wasn't bringing it, so. Hearing this is, what a nightmare. I know. School is just I shouldn't an laugh. ultimate the, nightmare. This That's is the politics ridiculous. of like, Holy crap. too, but I just thought it was also really. Not it's a sassy funny, enough. Like, okay. Holy man. Yeah, no. Is this super Awful. sassy group of seven-year-olds? <laughs> got all the characters. You got Sass Jordan, of course. Yeah. You got Mama Sass in there. Sass Baron Cohen. <laughs> Butch Sassity. Sassy Campbell. Michael Sassbender. F- Fidel Sastro. <laughs> David Sasselhoff. It's a bunch of astronauts over there. Over in Sassatusets. <laughs> it's a Sass Exodus. 
Sastronomical. They go to the Sass Pro Shop to pick up their attitudes, obviously. Pure unleaded Sassoline. All wearing Sassity belts. Teacher and teaching a Saster class. <laughs> Too Sass. Too serious. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Hi, good morning. How are you? Morning. Good. I got another uh, Fortune 500 for you. Please. Sweet. There's a pawn shop in Cochrane called Pawnasaurs. Oh, I, I, I feel like that might have been one of the first ones we ever featured, like uh, way back when. Yeah, it sounds familiar, but vaguely, but it's still so awesome. Hearing it again just made me happy again. Yes, tremendous. Oh, that's awesome. Pawnasaurs, great one. Yeah. Um, I got another one from front of the show, Ray Lynn. Okay. There's a quilting supply store in Lakeview, in the neighborhood of Lakeview, called Out of Hand. <laughs> Oh, that's that's good. I think it gets wild in there sometimes. That's crazy. Like, it's just crazy. Ooh. You know who's a dark horse in the pun game? Sewing stores. Yep. Because we talked about that place in Okotoks. Is it Rumpled Quilt Skins? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yep. And then I think I told you about there's a place in Lloyd Minster that sells pianos and sewing machines, and it's called Sew In Tune. And then ribbing one out is... <laughs> Front of the show, Carrie's own sewing business, right? Ribbing one out, phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal. Also, yeah. she's actually made. She she gave she gave me a hat. Yeah, it's amazing. She, she, anyway. ribbed, she ribbed one out for she you. She ribbed one out for me. So, I mean, we talk about dog businesses being big in the pun game, salons, barbershops, yep. waste management companies, but uh, sewing. You got sewing companies bringing the heat too. It's amazing. So. I got a few qu- quick ones that I Please, noticed yesterday. Yeah. Uh, one called Coffee Cats. So it's a coffee shop, but coffee cats, which like works on coffee cats, like coffee cats, but coffee cats, and then Good cats pun. are cool. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Hannah spotted a couple naughty puns as well yesterday, and she sent us these. One is for Watson's gloves, but it's the tagline. Okay. So do you do you make the Fortune 500 list? If this it's is what not I'm wondering in the about. Business name. I don't know. Um, these are we're going to do honorable mentions. I don't know okay. if we should graduate them into the actual list, but uh, the tagline for that one is "Honk if you like hand jobs." The other was a railing company, and she saw. Is that, is that even really? That's a pun? not even a. It's <laughs> just dirty. I, I think. know, and th- you're right. Not to mention that. It's just, it's a stretch. Like it's just <laughs> just because they make gloves. Because they make glove and it, they're, those are for your hands. Yeah. And they just decided, I think, to put that on the truck. Okay. Watson's gloves, hand whammies. Calm down, like- Terry. That's for sure, Terry. Okay. And then along the same line, there's a railing company, and it said, "Wanna get railed on the back of their truck." Okay, that's a little better. A little bit better, yeah, but that's... still, this is Terry wanting to put something dirty on the back of his truck for sure. He's like, I can get away with this for sure. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Well, I don't know if you've been hearing about this, but bugles are no longer being sold in Canada. Oh, no. Nor are bagel bites. Why not? There's no market anymore for them? Or? That's, they haven't really said why, but all of a sudden, in the last week, both of these announcements have been made, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. Why? Um, those, like bugles, I was never a huge fan of, but bagel bites, like I sustained a lot of my childhood with those bagel bites. I smashed a lot of those. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't time. huge into either, especially not bugles because they stink. No, they're like weird. You, you don't see them that often around, but if someone's eating them, you'll smell it. Yeah. Any kind of corn chip. But a lot of people what? were very upset about the bugles announcement and the bagel bites announcement. And yeah. I was thinking about this and I was like, well, maybe... We're going to have to do something about this, Beckler. We have to send them off. Would you like to say a few words in eulogy yes. about bugles, bugles and, bagel, and bites. bagel bites? Both, it's yes, a joint eulogy. Okay. It's a joint one. We are gathered here today to remember bugles and bagel bites. 
the triple B of after-school snacks, if you will. I've got to be honest, though, not a huge Bugle fan. They tasted like they were coated in sawdust to me, and they stabbed your mouth, but... You could put them on your fingers and pretend that you had claws. Witches' fingers. Witches that's what I used to always fingers, think yeah. they were. Yeah, witches' fingers. That was the best thing about them, really. Not for eating, but that's fine. As for bagel bites, though, like, they're just two little bites of pizza heaven. There were mini pizzas made of bagels. Two minutes and 20 seconds, in and out, and you'd have bagel pizzas, okay? If you really wanted to class them up, you could dip them in cream cheese or ranch or add extra toppings. Smash the whole box in one go if you felt like it. I just feel that it's unfair that we as Canadians are being punished for where we live and that the youth of today are never going to get experience with the little bites of pizza heaven or... Hmm. The weird sawdust witch's fingers. It'll have to be one of those treats that you only have when you visit the States. I guess so. That's yeah. what we've come to. Mm-hmm. I'm in mourning for the youth of tomorrow. We'll miss you. Well, not Bugles so much, <laughs> but Bagel Bites for sure. Bagel, do you have a musical tribute for I us? do. Uh, it's pretty okay. bad, but... Uh, I mean, well, <laughs> it's a combined eulogy here. Be-do-doom, doom, doom. Another Bagel Bites of dust. Do-do-doom, <laughs> The sun has the bugle stays like, yes, it's very good. You've been listening to the Beyond S and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.